0: Hello, America. Welcome to your Leo Nation, where we believe in the rule of law. We believe in telling the truth. That's essential. And I'm telling you right now, there's some stuff going on where it's sometimes you want to throw your hands up and just say, are we are we really losing the battle? Are we losing the ba- battle for honesty, for truth? Losing the battle with leadership and law enforcement. Are these people so weak? They're just succumbing to political pressure. Are they afraid? just to do the right thing, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's yes far too often, and I'm going to give you some examples here, it's really one big example, cut up here a little bit, so you can really see it's not just coming from one place, I am the Chief Mark Garrett, thank you for joining us today, and whether you are watching or listening, I think this is going to be an eye-opener, an ear-opener for everybody tuned in. So let me start with this. Just recently we had this horrible shooting in the Lakewood uh, church in Houston, Texas. And where this shooter, this woman comes in with her seven-year-old son, just the heinous nature of this person who has a long criminal record, who obviously has some serious mental issues, who is anti-Semitic, out all of the horrible boxes, but... What I want to talk about specifically today is how Houston Police Department dealt with the issue of how this person identified and using different names. And by the way, there's still some discrepancy about whether she did identify as a male sometimes. And I'm not sure exactly um, if that's accurate. And neither is Houston Police Department. But I want you to watch this video here. And I want you to watch this commander. I think that he did a great job of addressing this issue, how he handled it, and he stuck to his guns, pardon the the pun, but he stuck to his principles, I think the department did, and just investigating the crime and following the facts as they see them before their eyes. So take a look at this video real quick. A couple of clips here. We cut them up here for you just to focus in on the important stuff. So go ahead, the guys, play that clip for the audience. So Sunday, yesterday,
1: February 11th, at 1353 at 1:53 p.m. we had an individual pull up in front of Lakewood Church on the west side of the building off of Timmons she gets out of her white vehicle she opens the door pulls out the 7-year-old child out of the back seat as well as uh, a bag that is with her she goes She confronts a security guard who lets her in along the west side of the building. At 13.55, pardon me, 1.55 PM, she immediately starts firing inside of the hallway on the west side of Lakewood Church. Our shooter is identified by driver's license as Genesee Moreno, 36 years old, Hispanic female. There are Some discrepancies, we do have reports. She used multiple aliases, including Jeffrey Escalante. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, And so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee
0: Moreno, Hispanic female. So like I said, he addressed the fact that there are some, maybe some claims, some evidence out there. This person identified, I think it was as as Jeffrey. But they said, look, here's the evidence that we have. Here is this person's driver's license. Here's the physical evidence. Obviously, um, the government. Uh, The medical examiner is in possession of her body. He referred to her as her from the beginning of that press conference and explained why that's how they identify the person, because their eyes, uh, their experience indicate this person's a female, regardless of what other information is out there about how she may have identified otherwise. The point is, is what does the evidence show? And they spelled it right out there. They said it and end of story as far as that part of the investigation. So let me take you to a different law enforcement agency. One that is not in this country. (laughs) It's in Canada. A friend of mine sent me this article and I really thought I'm not kidding. I really thought that this was fictitious because it was so absurd I thought it was a Babylon Bee story. You know, I, I thought that this was a parody. Um, but I looked at a lot of different sources, and apparently it is not. This is real. And The reason I bring this article to you, this story to you, is because it juxtaposes what Houston Police Department did with the clear facts they had in front of their eyes. So with that, let me, let me read this article to you. Ladies and gentlemen, and by the way, it is a little bit spicy. It's a little bit racy with the the, the information here. And so if you have kids listening, you may want, not want to have them listen to this and, and watch this. But this is, as far as I can tell, a real story. This is just from February 9th. Metro Vancouver Transit Police say they, quote unquote, don't know whether sexual assault suspect Is male or female despite semen evidence? You can just rewind if you think that you misheard me, that I misspoke. I didn't. That's the headline. The article, it's not a very long read, and I want to read this in in its entirety. I give you my opinion a lot. I'll give you my opinion today, but I want everybody to understand What some people in authority, what some so-called law enforcement leaders are actually saying, I want you to hear their words, not mine. I want you to understand that whatever bias I may bring in to this podcast, and there is that, obviously, I want you to understand my positions are based on the facts, are based on truth. I'm not making this stuff up. So listen to this article. The Metro Vancouver Transit Police say they don't know if the primary suspect in a SkyTrain sexual assault is male or female, despite having recovered semen during the investigation. On February 8th, the Transit Police issued a press release. And by the way, we're going to link to this article so you can read it. And I want you to read the press release as well. I won't read the press release. I want you to read it. Issued a press release pleading for help to identify the suspect. While photos and videos showed what appeared to be a male with long hair, some basic information on the suspect was curiously omitted from the release. No pronouns were used, and no information on the suspect's sex was included. This is a law enforcement agency, ladies and gentlemen, supposedly trying to to find a rape suspect, supposedly pleading with you, the public in Canada, or wherever you may be if you're a possible witness, For help to find this person, but they won't even use pronouns when they have this type of physical evidence from the scene. In a recorded call with journalist Amy Hamm, Constable Amanda Steed said the information had been initially left out because the transit police were unsure of how to refer to the suspect. Quote, we've left it out for a reason. It's because we don't know. The video evidence shows someone who would appear female, who is female presenting, but the physical evidence is that of a genetic male, Steed said. She later confirmed in an email to independent news outlet, I believe it's it's X. Uh, this is Canada, it might be French, Redo, Redux, pardon my ignorance in the pronunciation, but that, that's the name of the publication. Uh, R-E-D-U-X-X, that the physical evidence is, in fact, the suspect's semen. I'm not going to read the whole thing is but the, again, but this spokesperson, Amanda Steed, constable, she's saying that even though they have this physical evidence, they're still not sure if it's a man or a woman who raped this woman. This victim. She says, because we don't know. No, that's not why you won't use the proper pronoun. It's because you are afraid to speak the truth because of political pressure, because someone is going to label you a person who misgendered somebody, because that violent criminal may refer to themselves. As a woman, when they have a penis that produce semen, when they violently raped an innocent person, that's why you won't use the proper pronoun because you are a coward and your entire department apparently is led by cowards. Otherwise, they would give you the authority and backing to use the proper pronoun. That's why, Amanda Steed, you won't say the truth. Shall we move on? Despite claiming that the transit police, quote unquote, didn't know what the sex of the suspect was, Steed admitted that they believe he has a penis. Do you understand why I thought this was a parody, ladies and gentlemen? Do you understand why I thought this was a joke? The only joke is the people that are in positions of power that spew this stuff. This is the only joke. And it would be funny ever weren't so dangerous for you and me and everybody else that lives under the auspices of these people running these agencies. And by the way, you'll see here very quickly, you know it's not just in Canada. It's right here in the good old U.S. of A. Quote, the suspect, we believe, does have a penis, said Steve, when asked if the victim was raped. But the video shows someone who appears to be female presenting, so that's why we left the gender out. Because we weren't really sure how this person identifies. We didn't want to get it wrong. Did you hear that? Because we weren't sure how this person identifies. They're more concerned about the feelings of this rapist, alleged rapist, whose semen they have. They're more identified about the feelings of this person rather than apprehending this violent, criminal. That's what they're worried about. According to the press release, the incident took place in August of 2023 in the early hours of the morning. A woman entered Surrey Central Skytrain Station and was making her way up to the platform, but as she stepped onto the escalator, the suspect followed closely behind her. While they were on the escalator, the suspect sexually assaulted the victim. Here comes the description. The suspect is described as 30 to 40 years of age, 5'10 to 6 feet tall, with dark complexion and slender build. He was seen wearing a wig with long, dark, wavy hair, a light-colored T-shirt, black biker shorts, light-colored running shoes. Now, by the way, there's a pronoun he in there. I'm assuming that actually came from the author of this article and not the law enforcement agency because they said they wouldn't use, they they didn't know how to identify the person gender-wise. Constable Steet said she was unable to disclose any additional information. Quote, the investigation is quite complicated, and we've omitted some of the evidence to preserve the integrity of the investigation when it does go to court. So that's why we've we've held that information, she said, unquote. According to the website, the Metro Vancouver Transit Police is, quote, the only dedicated police service in Canada focused on reducing crime and its orderly behavior in and around the public transit system. They're not doing a very good job now, are they? They also described one of their four operational priorities as, quote, reducing sexual offenses, unquote. In 2018, the police formed a uh, force launched an anti sex offense campaign, which cons- uh, consisted of a poster campaign and a number of victims or witnesses, a number of for witnesses or uh, victims witnesses to text or call the transit police. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we'll link to that article. You look at it yourself um, and try to digest it. I had to read that thing, I don't know, five times to actually let it sink in. This was real to the best of my knowledge. So you say, well, that's Canada. It's not happening here. So forth and so on It's an extreme example. It maybe is an extreme example, but it's not the only example. It is not the only example, certainly not the only example of people being afraid to report or to regurgitate what they've seen with their own eyes. It's not the only example of people not being willing to speak the truth it's bad enough in any any aspect of one's life but when law enforcement engages in this type of cowardice this type of behavior and it reduces the likelihood that dangerous criminals we apprehend it for the sake of political correctness political correctness sounds like it's totally antiquated now it sounds like it's, it's soft. It doesn't actually explain the dire straits we find ourselves in today, uh, but it's the only term I can come up with right now. When you do these things for political expediency or out of cowardice, you are endangering the people you're supposed to serve. So speaking of endangering people you're supposed to serve, let's go back to California, as I often do, because it is just a hotbed of examples of almost everything wrong in our society today. This is from ABC News late last year late uh, 2023. Assembly Bill 994. Now, Assembly Bill in California 994, it was part of a litany, a slew of LGBTQ plus and I don't know the rest of the characters in in in, in the acronym now, acronym anymore. But it was it was part of a slew of, of bills that were introduced or passed into law regarding the LGBTQ plus community. This is a one excerpt. This is one, one bill, and I took a small excerpt from it. And I want you to listen very carefully. By the way, it's just two short paragraphs. Two short paragraphs. I want you to listen carefully. Assembly Bill 994. Names and pronouns of arrestees. This policy would require a police department or sheriff's office to use the name and pronouns given by the individual arrested when posting a booking photo on social media. Use the name and pronouns. I'm going to repeat this. It's very important. Police Department, Sheriff's Office, must use the name and pronouns given by the individual arrested when posting a booking photo on social media. Hello, my name is Napoleon. I'm a six foot nine, 75 year old male. When in fact, you get it, they maybe it's just the opposite to one's eyes and common sense. That's what the media, that's what the law enforcement has to post on social media when they arrest that person and they create a booking photo. Second paragraph. However, law enforcement may use other legal names or known aliases if using the names or aliases will assist in locating or apprehending the individual or reducing or eliminating an imminent threat to an individual or to public safety. Okay, people say, well, okay, Mark, well that's that's okay they can they can do that if it's going to help prevent a crime, ensure public safety, so so forth, and so on. First of all, law enforcement may use other legal names if first of all, said first of all, twice, who decides if it's going to prevent a crime, it's going to enhance public safety, whatever These are all kind of sliding, you know, rules here um, about that. But that's not the most important part of that paragraph. That's not the most important part. The most important part, ladies and gentlemen, is what is omitted in that paragraph. The first paragraph said, use the name and pronouns. My name is this, and my pronoun is this, or these pronouns. And you must use that on my booking photo. In this paragraph, all it says is, Law enforcement may use aliases or other legal names. It does not require law enforcement to use the obvious gender of this person. No matter what law enforcement eyes tell them, if this person looks like me and they identify as an 18-year-old female, That's what law enforcement must leave on that booking photo and must is what they must disseminate to the public based on AB, Assembly Bill 994. They left out the pronoun part of it on purpose. This is absolutely sickening, not surprising from California, but disgusting. So I want you to know this is going on Everywhere, at least far too many places, I can tell you, I shouldn't say every place because I personally know, and you probably do too, law enforcement agencies, especially sheriff's department, they're not engaging in this type of disgusting lunacy. There are people in this country are still holding the line and doing their jobs as they're sworn to do, protect and serve, but not every place. And I'm going to finish with this. This is from the Heritage Foundation. And this is how it affects all of us, not just specifically from the public safety aspect, which it absolutely does, but in a broader, more, um, really more intimate way as well. The pronoun police, again, this is from the Heritage Foundation. The pronoun police have arrived and are coming for you next. If your boss required you to publicly announce that two plus two equals five, and act like you sincerely believed it, would you comply or be fired? And ask yourself that. Would you comply or be fired? Unfortunately, tens of thousands of federal employees are being put to a similar test by the Biden administration. But instead of being required to deny, deny such basic math, they are being forced to deny basic biology under radical gender identity politics policies. politics on international and transgender day of visibility the u.s office of personnel management ordered federal agencies to prohibit the intentional use of quote-unquote incorrect pronouns in the workplace because it could contribute to an quote-unquote unlawful hostile work environment first to comply were the u.s department of health and human services the Department of State, and U.S. Customs and Border Protection, USCBP, all of which have recently issued workplace pronoun mandates. Not surprisingly, the administration's LGBT Advocate-in-Chief, Assistant Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, announced a policy for HHS. Although Levine is a biological male and for decades went by Richard, HHS employees are prohibited from using anything other than "she" when speaking of Levine and all other trans-identifying uh, di- biological males at HHS. Further, because the policy covers "quote unquote" gender nonconforming, agender, gender fluid, or non-binary "unquote" identifications, biologically males uh, male employees can retain male names and dress and appear like a man on any given day and still demand to be addressed as she, zur, or they. The confusion is endless and astounding. Finally, that was my editorial, not to be outdone, the U.S. CBP, that's uh, Customs Border Protection, issued a memo for Border Patrol agents prohibiting them from addressing persons they catch illegally crossing the borders as Mr., Mrs., Miss., Sir, or Ma'am until they ask, quote, can you please confirm your pronouns or gender identity, unquote, and then adopting whatever the immigrant says those people crossing the border illegally or otherwise, if they're being asked these questions, first of all, they must be wondering, are they in the twilight zone? I just crossed into your country illegally, and you can see if I'm a male or a female, and you're asking me if I'm male or a female. Second, they have to be laughing once they realize that it's a serious, I quote, put the word serious in quote, serious question. Ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing to lie to somebody or be lied to. It's another thing when government is attempting to make liars out of us all. That's exactly what is happening here. Let me be clear about something. Let me be perfectly clear about something. If somebody wants to identify as one gender or another or multiple or none, have at it. God bless you. In this sense, I am a libertarian. I want people to see themselves however they want to be seen. That is completely good with me. However, I also want to be in control of my own faculties, and if the police are looking for someone who I just met, I just happened to see in the commission of a crime, and that person was running around telling people that they were in a green jacket, and they ran off, and then police came to me and said, hey, did you see a suspect? Yeah, the funny thing, officer, they were running around screaming saying I'm wearing a a green jacket. And in reality, they were wearing this bright sunny yellow jacket. I am not going to tell the cops they're wearing a green jacket because the suspect identified as wearing a green jacket. If they want to, that's fine, and it's their right to do so. But I have the right and responsibility to tell the cops what I saw to the best of my recollection to the best of my observation to be a good witness. And beyond that, law enforcement has a responsibility to tell me the truth, to help me be safe, to help me protect my family, and damn it, to help them do their own job they're sworn to do. Do not let pressure make a liar, out of you. That's your responsibility to yourself, your community, and to your society. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will see, talk to you next time at Your Leo Nation. Take care.